This is Her Self-Expression with Beverly Price, a podcast dedicated to women who seek self-empowerment. Like many women, Beverly suffered with low self-esteem, and now she is on the other side and is ready to share her knowledge with you. In this podcast, we interview inspirational women every week who share action-oriented tips to boost self-image and self-confidence. If you'd like to move from self-loathing to self-love, as Beverly did, stay tuned for today's episode that is sure to help you take on the world. And now, here's Beverly. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone. I hope you're having an awesome day. I'm Beverly Price, divorce recovery coach and advocate for women's empowerment. I'm also the host of this podcast, Her Self-Expression. Research shows that four out of every five women struggle with their self-image and self-confidence. Her self-expression was created to provide knowledge, support, and insight to help you on your journey to self-empowerment on the inside and out so you can find your voice and power and thrive at life. One way I found to begin thriving at life is to practice acceptance. Personally, I find I can accept things very easily when things go my way and it's what I want. But there was a time in my life that I couldn't accept anything that wasn't what I wanted or wasn't done my way. I had no peace. I had to learn to accept all of life on life's terms or I couldn't be happy. And as with all my podcasts, I have these questions for you to reflect on. What does acceptance mean to you? Have you ever had trouble accepting someone or some situation? Does acceptance have to include forgiveness? And what is self-acceptance? Well, let's talk first about what does acceptance mean? And there's really no single more powerful stumbling block to happiness in life than the inability to accept reality. Without acceptance, we can't move forward. Acceptance can involve a person, place, thing, situation, or institution. But acceptance doesn't have to mean that we let people treat us poorly or take advantage of us. It also doesn't mean that they're right. It just means that we don't get stuck in our thoughts and emotions surrounding these people and experiences. And you might ask, how does one learn acceptance? Well, in my case, it takes time and a good deal of inner work, but it can be done. And here are some steps that I suggest that you can take to move forward and practice acceptance. The first point is, It's about you, not them. Remember the adage, if I'm pointing the finger at you, then three fingers are pointing back at me. The only person, place, or situation you can change is you. The second point is, don't get stuck. There's a difference between fully experiencing an emotion and getting stuck in it. Beware of excessive self-pity and real depression. Here is where support becomes important to your well-being and improvement. A third point, distinguish between facts and interpretations. 
And I can't stress the importance of this step enough. People get stuck when they cannot face the facts and prefer to believe that their personal interpretations are reality. Once you are truthful with yourself and can see the facts versus the drama or the story, you will be on your way to acceptance. Another point, don't play the blame game. And boy, was this one of my personal favorites. I tried the if you were married to him game or the if you had that boss game or if you had those parents game. These are all ways to take the focus off yourself and put it on someone else. You see, if it's all his fault, then I don't have to do anything about me. And remember, the only person I can change is me. The fifth point and suggestion is be brutally honest and take responsibility. Being brutally honest with ourselves allows us to see things that we hadn't before. The truth will indeed set us free. By setting aside our egos, we can look at our life for what it actually is versus a story or what we think it is. Once we have been honest and have embraced all the facts about our life, we are free to accept full responsibility. Responsibility is power and the freedom to choose what we want next in life. The next point is interesting. Learn the difference between what is and what you think should be. If we were living in what we think should be, we are completely cut off from reality or what is. We all create a list of should-be's that keep us stuck in the status quo. For example, I should be happier. I should be getting more support. I should have more money. I shouldn't have to work. And I should be married. By concentrating on what we should be, we ignore what actually exists for us and remain stuck. By acknowledging the world as it truly exists, I can make choices as to how I will live my life and also how to address the problems that do exist. Next point, consider your emotional wounds. There can be emotional wounds from somewhere in our past, and they have a tendency to pop up in our close relationships or when we are faced with challenging times. Now is your chance to address those wounds and heal. The only one hurting from them is you. Release toxic emotions. Oh, this is so important. Get rid of the debilitating toxic emotions that you are carrying around. Anger, bitterness, hatred, resentment, rage. These are all toxic that will harm you. Not the person you're directing them at, but yourself. You need to work through them and then release them because they can stay with you and keep you unhappy for the rest of your life. Another expression of this I like to use is, don't let them rent space in your head. Learn forgiveness. Forgiveness takes a big load off your shoulders that keeps you trapped in negativity, but it's not easy. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you condone bad behavior or that you think it's right. It simply means you forgive. 
And forgiveness is more for you than it is the person you're forgiving. Because you see, you set yourself free. It can take a long time, but it's a way to fully release yourself from the past and negativity. Another idea is make conscious decisions and utilize free choice. When you do the inner work, you attend to many things that have been unresolved for years. You become more conscious of your actions and your choices. When you learn to observe your constant mind chatter, you learn that the mind chatter is not us, it's just chatter. Making conscious decisions based in free choice means that we are not letting our mind chatter into our past, our emotional wounds, or our interpretations of reality, and we won't let them run the show. We take control of our lives. Next point, find the gifts. Oh, how beautiful this is, and it really ties in a little bit to gratitude. But you see that everything that occurs in our lives and everything that we are, warts and all, has a hidden gift. For example, if you speak to two people who have gone through a divorce, one might say that it was the best thing that ever happened to them. The other might say it was the worst thing and they feel that life dealt them a raw deal. But it's the old adage, every cloud has a silver lining. It is true. Search for the gifts and it becomes yet another step toward acceptance. My father used to say after each major crisis, or for example, after the first time I lost a job, he said, Beverly, in two years, you will look back and see that this is the best thing that ever happened to you. Successful emotional recovery and acceptance take inner work, lots of it. But if you do the inner work, you'll see the outer rewards. Just ask someone who is grateful for a bad experience in their life. They'll tell you. So now that we've talked about acceptance, what does self-acceptance actually mean? It's, this is kind of taking the perspective from out there to in here. And self-acceptance refers to recognizing your imperfections and accepting them for what they are. Rather than condemning yourself, you can stop obsessing about yourself and what people think of you. You can then focus on making changes that will help you feel happier. A lack of acceptance is captured in this phrase, I'm not much, but I'm all I ever think about. It's ego and pride in reverse. It means you accept everything about you just the way you are without any shoulds. After all, what does accepting yourself really mean? It might surprise you to know that self-acceptance doesn't really happen automatically at all. But what does a person with high self-acceptance look like? Well, this person possesses a positive attitude toward themselves, acknowledges and accepts multiple aspects of themselves, including both good and bad qualities, and feels positive about their past life. In contrast, someone with low self-acceptance feels dissatisfied with their selves, is disappointed with what has incurred in the past, is troubled about their certain personal qualities, 
and wishes to be different than what they are. Sometimes women's reflections are distorted due to destructive cultural messages that women receive and internalize, and bad thinking then develops. Ads on TV, skinny models, youth, women who do everything, etc., can impact this. Sometimes we have a hard time accepting ourselves because that's the way we've always thought. We've trained our brains to think this way. This way of thinking can even be passed down through generations. If that's so, it's really time to make a change and break the chain. Change can be difficult, but worth it. Accepting yourself involves understanding yourself as a person. And to accept oneself, a person needs to accept their inner qualities, strengths, and imperfections. They need to resist the urge to criticize themselves, and they need to resist the urge to compare themselves to others. Comparison is a deadly, deadly activity. Because whenever I compare myself to someone else, I'm comparing what's going on inside of me to the outside of what's going on with someone else. And generally, when I compare my insides to someone else's outsides, I'm always going to come up short because I don't really know what's going on with them. Now, let's take a look at the reverse, what self-acceptance is not. Well, when people talk about accepting themselves for who they are, some assume it means staying stuck where you are without improving. And that's one misconception. But accepting yourself doesn't mean not trying to improve at all. It means admitting your shortcomings and then proceeding with self-improvement. It allows you to focus on your good qualities to feel better about yourself. It also helps you rid yourself of feelings of guilt and lack of self-esteem. It means recognizing your mistakes and correcting them. It means being aware of weaknesses so you can learn how to overcome them. It's a matter of accepting your imperfections without feeling bad about them. So what steps can you take to better accept yourself and others? Realize that acceptance of yourself and other is the answer to your problems. That anytime you're disturbed, there is something wrong with you or your attitudes. That the only one you can change is you. If you don't like something about yourself, you can learn to accept it or change your negative thinking. And in most cases, this negative thinking is only hurting you. Or if you don't like something about another person, place, or situation, you have to learn to accept them because you can't find any peace until you accept them just the way they are and realize that you can't change them, that you can only change yourself or your attitudes about them. Many of us, especially myself, got married at an early age and decided that I can change him, right? Did you ever think that? And how did that work out? Were you successful at changing him? I sure wasn't. The only person I can change is me. And when you do this paradoxically, you become happier because when you accept who you are and who they are, you lose negative emotions. It helps prepare you for self-improvement and personal growth. 
It's a little like a suitcase. If it's filled with old, dirty clothes, there's no room for clean clothes to be added. You have to take them out first before you can go on a trip. Likewise, if your mind is filled with resentment and negative emotions, there's no room at all for self-love. Well, everyone, please stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment when I'll share three actionable tips for self-acceptance. We'll be right back. Hi, beautiful. Beverly Price here again. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Are you or is anyone you know stuck carrying the life-numbing emotional baggage after your divorce? I call this the divorce hangover. Whether you are newly divorced or divorced many years ago, this happens. Do you want more? Want to feel happy, worthy, confident, and successful? Want to move on? Many women invest in attorneys and accountants, but ignore their emotional recovery. Some because they don't feel like they deserve it. Others won't invest in themselves like we do for others. And others decide just to stuff their emotions and trudge through life. If this sounds like you or someone you know and you want more out of life, then my Divorce Recovery Coaching Program may be just the answer. With one-on-one personal support, we'll work together to cure your divorce hangover with a customized solution. Join hundreds of women that have walked through divorce with me to the other side. Schedule a free confidential divorce recovery breakthrough session to learn more and say yes to thriving for your lifetime. The link to schedule this session will be in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. And we're back. Just like in all my episodes, I have three actionable steps that women should take on their path to more self-acceptance. The first step I suggest is become more compassionate about yourself. Before embarking on this journey, many people find themselves in a cycle of berating themselves and wishing they were different. Instead of constantly comparing yourself to others, take the time to appreciate the qualities you possess and don't mind that you don't have the others yet. Avoid beating yourself up. Show yourself some compassion and understanding like you would a friend and use any mistakes as opportunities to grow. The next step, love yourself more than you do now. Just like showing compassion to ourselves, many people struggle to love themselves. They feel loving themselves makes them selfish, shallow, and self-indulgent. That couldn't be farther from the truth. You do not love yourself enough if you don't treat yourself with the same respect and kindness with which you would treat your best friend. But loving yourself is not something you can do overnight. It would help if you built up an appreciation and understanding of who you are and why you're in the world. Once you have that knowledge, it will make it so much easier to learn to love yourself. Someone to guide you can really help you in this area. And then my third step is make an asset list and a journal. Make a list of all the assets you personally bring to the table and set it aside. 
put it back and and let me go back for a minute. This isn't physical assets like I bring a computer or a car or a house. This is personality assets like I'm happy, I'm loving, I'm caring, I'm helpful, I'm generous. So put this list then aside for a little while and bring it out in a couple of days and add to it. If you're struggling with it, ask a friend what they think your assets are. Then, as I said earlier, write in your journal every day things that are awesome about you, five things that are awesome about you. Do this every day and every day for at least 90 days and see the difference. As a divorce recovery coach, I'm always fascinated in how does practicing acceptance affect someone after divorce? Well, acceptance can be the key factor in moving on and having a better life. You must accept the finality of the divorce before you can move on or you will remain stuck in the negative emotions of the past. You must also learn to accept your marriage for what it is and was. And you must learn to accept your ex as they are, regardless of what you wanted them to be. You must live in reality. Thank you so much for being with me on this episode of Her Self-Expression. You can find all our episodes at HerSelfExpression.com. Please subscribe, pay it forward, and share this with your friends. All of my information will be available in the show notes, which you can also find at HerSelfExpression.com. Please connect with me to learn more about acceptance or divorce recovery coaching. But most important, remember that you don't have to go through this journey to acceptance alone. I've been through my own painful journey to get to the other side of happiness and fulfillment, and I have the experience to guide you. No matter where you are on your journey to acceptance, I'm here to help. Thank you and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Self-Expression podcast today. To listen to past episodes, visit www.herselfexpression.com. Once there, you're going to want to take our quiz to see where you stand right now on your journey to self-expression. If you have any questions or would like to share your thoughts with Beverly and other like-minded women, join our Facebook group, the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood. Invite your friends too. When you download and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or other podcast services, be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends to download it too so we can continue to help others. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Visit www.herselfexpression.com and join us today.